0: let's start the podcast your average fight fan all right guys welcome back episode 15 of the your average fight fan podcast i'm juan let's get right into it this week i want to discuss a few things As well as get to the most anticipated fight of the year. You know what it is. UFC 254. Habib Nurmagomedov versus Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. Well, I got a few things I want to go over. I want to go over last week's UFC 253 event. Adesanya versus Costa. And also Blachowicz versus Dominic Reyes. That was two really good fights on, on that card. I also want to go over a few things that led to that card and also stuff that are, are because of that is leading into other things like for example the beef that's happening and ongoing between John Jones and Adesanya um, I also want to go over things like Carlos Khan that's coming back I want to go over some Kamzat Chimaev news it seems that Habib's cousins he has two cousins that are now fighting in MMA we'll get into that in a little bit Cody Garbrandt I got some news on him Amanda Nunez and Nina Ansarov have welcomed their baby girl, Raygon And Nunez. She was born on 9-24, so about a week ago. And I also have some Conor McGregor news that I want to go over. So I want to start with what happened in UFC 253. Uh, just before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know that Cody Garbrandt is no longer fighting for the flyweight title he is injured and out of the fight in november apparently he tore his bicep so he's no longer dropping down to fight figueredo for the flyweight title so they'll be putting somebody else in there i believe his name is alex perez he will be fighting for that flyweight title against figueredo so let's get right into ufc 253 um obviously by now you know who won the fights but you know we also have a new light heavyweight champion at 37 years old. His name is Jan Blachowicz, and he is the second Polish champion in UFC history, alongside, excuse me, alongside former strawweight champion Joanna Jonejczyk. Blachowicz won the title by stopping Dominic Reyes in the second round, thus awarding him the title that was vacant recently by John Jones, uh, who John called out right after the fight, after this great fight. We saw Israel Adesanya make easy work of the former undefeated Paulo Costa. In my opinion, Paulo Costa looks like an amateur in the cage against a, a far superior striker. While his game plan did not work, he really didn't have a plan B. He he didn't. It seemed like he didn't train for anything other than what his plan was, and apparently his plan was relying on trying to intimidate the champion. Um, he was acting like the leg kicks didn't hurt when clearly they did. They, he was acting like they weren't doing any damage, but his left leg told a completely different story. You could see swelling on Costa's left leg right away. As soon as those legs were landing, after a few of them, I mean, you could see the swelling, you could see the bruising and all all the stuff on, on Costa's left leg. And, you know, by the middle of the second round, fight was over. And Bruce was yelling out, and still! So... It is what it is. I mean, Paulo Costa talked a lot of shit. So did Adesanya. Honestly, I thought the fight would last longer. I thought Costa would have had a better, better game plan, but clearly he didn't. Um, interestingly enough, though, almost a week later during an interview while talking about the beef that has been going on for a while now between John Jones and himself, Adesanya said that he is now the best light heavyweight in the world. And to which Blakowicz replied, you are the best light heavyweight in the world only when you play as me in UFC 4. So now there's talk of, you know, Adesanya moving up to light heavyweight and challenging Jan for the title, which would mean champ champ, champ status if he could pull it off. You know, let's talk hypothetically here. If the last time there could beat Jan Blachovic and become double champ, which is completely possible. I I believe that. That would set up a potential fight with Jon Jones down the line. This is something that's been talked about Man, way back. I mean, since Adesanya is probably since his first fight in the UFC, Jones and Adesanya have a lot in common, though. They're both six foot four. They're both young black athletes in the UFC. You know, even though Jones does have a wrestling background and is known for very good ground and pound, they're both predominantly strikers. You know, they both get criticized for being too skinny and having not having strong legs, having you know skinny legs. Um, and even though on paper, it does show that Jones has one loss. We all know he's undefeated. So that makes them both undefeated. And they both have multiple title defenses in their respective divisions. Many people, including myself, would love to see this fight happen. Will it happen? I mean, I have a good feeling about it. We'll see. You know, we we'll just have to wait and see. I think it makes perfect financial sense for the UFC. This could be one of the biggest fights, you know, in terms of views and in money making and money generated for the company i don't know maybe the ufc is opting to or hoping that all the stars align before they jump into this one but either way there are two very good potential fights for adesanya's future one obviously like i said jan Blachowicz at light heavyweight that would be an awesome fight and then if that does come through fruition then you have the possibility of setting up john jones versus adesanya two awesome fights middleweight lightweight and heavyweight are looking really really good Lately, and and in the potential future. All right, moving on. Carlos Condit is making his return to the octagon after almost two years away. He's been MIA as far as MMA training goes. Um, he'll be taking on Court McGee in a welterweight bout this weekend. If you're planning on watching the card this weekend and are interested in in this fight in particular, just know that it's not on the main event. This fight is not on the main event. As of right now, unless something changes and it's moved up, it is the second-to-last fight on the prelims. So remember, if you're interested in this fight, Carlos Condit versus Court McGee, you have to start early. You have to watch the prelims, or at least towards the end of the prelims to catch this fight. For those of you who don't know, Carlos Condit, who was always nicknamed the Natural Born Killer, was one of the best fighters ever on the UFC roster back in 2012. At that point, he was the number one contender in the welterweight division with a record of 28 and five he had just beat Nick Diaz to earn the interim lightweight uh, excuse me the interim welterweight title his next fight was against George St-Pierre to unify the titles of the welterweight division and he ended up losing that fight after losing that fight to GSP in November of 2012 he went on to lose eight of his next 10 fights including a five fight losing streak to end his UFC career and retire in December of 2018. OK, two years ago, now at 36 years old with a record of 30 and 13, he's looking to make one last run before he hangs up the gloves for good. So let's see if this goes, you know, better than we expected or let's just see how it goes and, and, and you know, maybe we can get a better idea of his future. Um, I'm really interested in this fight because I've always been a Carlos Condit fan. I've always liked him as a fighter, as a, as a you know, as a, as, a, as a person. He's a great guy outside the cage. And he's really exciting to watch. So hopefully he can get some of that fire back that he had way back in the day and impress us again, you know? And I think Court McGee is a good opponent for him. So hopefully this fight lives up to it. Well, at least to my expectations, because I'm really looking forward to this fight. In other news, um, there is still no word yet on who or when Hamza Chimaev's next fight is going to be. We're hoping to know more, you know, more soon about what's, what's, what his future holds. However... Habib was asked about Chimaev and said that he believes Hamzat is the real deal and who deserves a top ten opponent. And after that, he should fight for a number one contender spot if he wins. Obviously, um, let's see what the UFC, how the UFC responds to this, and let's let's just hope that they see it the same way. You know what I mean? Because if they do, then his future is looking pretty bright. Because I know Dana really really likes this guy and thinks this guy special, and he's not wrong. So. Hopefully, we can see Chimaya fighting top-ranked guys in the very near future. I think he's ready, and uh, I I think it's going to be awesome if he wins his next fight. I really think that if he does win his next fight, which, again, up until this point right now is not confirmed yet, but when they do confirm it, and I'm hoping it's going to be in the next week or so or maybe two weeks, um, I think it's going to be a good opponent, and we're expecting it to be a main event, five rounds. So if he can get past whoever his opponent's going to be, and it's supposed to be a top-ten opponent... Um, I, I really think that he's either after this fight, after this next coming fight, he's either one or two fights away from a title shot. So listen, sometimes when you find a special guy, you really got to, you really gotta, you know, catapult this person into uh, title contention because it's worth it. So let's hope this is one of those times. But anyway, speaking of Khabib, uh, news came out that his two cousins are now also in MMA. Obviously, they're not as well known as, as the champion, but they're also undefeated, just like Habib. One of his cousins, Umar Nurmagomedov, uh, he's making his UFC debut on the undercard of UFC 254, which is obviously the same night that Habib fights Gaethje. Uh, they're fighting for the lightweight title. His other cousin, Usman, uh, he just signed a deal with Bellator MMA and is set to make a debut on an upcoming yet to be finalized card either in December or January. Uh, so pretty soon. So man, Nurmagomedov family's got some exciting times right now. They got a lightweight champion undefeated they have a new ufc undefeated um prospect and they have another undefeated bellator mma prospect so man his family's coming up okay lastly i just want to touch on something that i mentioned last week and that apparently has grown into something a lot bigger i told you that conor mcgregor was trying to bait manny pacquiao into fighting him in a boxing match either in december of this year or early january of 2021 and it would take place in la well, it turns out that it was not going to be in L.A. Apparently, Conor posted a fake fight—excuse uh, me—a fake fight poster, which he later he later took down because he was threatened by the by the Saudis uh, that he was going to fight Manny Pacquiao in supposedly winter of this year, 2020, in Saudi Arabia. So apparently, it was not taking place in L.A. It was supposed to take place in Saudi Arabia. Now, again, that poster was taken down, which he tweeted. He then posted another one, a fake fight poster of him and Dustin Poirier for a fight on December 12th, which apparently was an exhibition fight. Again, that one was also taken down because he cannot compete in any combat sport without the permission of his promoter, which is the UFC. Well, this week, we found out... (laughs) That all this crazy, you know, stuff about, you know, him, him and his team creating fake posters and and putting, you know, fake news and all that stuff up on Twitter, we found out that it was just because, and it was all due to Connor feeling disrespected by the UFC and primarily by Dana White for allegedly lying about Connor turning down fights throughout the year uh, that were offered to Connor. So as Connor usually does, he takes to Twitter, and in this case, he took to Twitter and to show the world what he said or excuse me what was said between him and dana in some private messages that he leaked so apparently this guy you know took screenshots of his phone of his i guess his dms and twitter and this is what we got out of it so if you i don't know if they're still up they may have been taken down by now but in the messages dating back to february of 2020 you can see that Conor is saying that he wanted to fight Diego Sanchez in Dublin, which, come on, we all know that's never going to happen. So after Dana rejects that idea, Conor says, okay, then who's next? Gaethje? When do? We, when can we get to Gaethje? Which at that time, Gaethje was not scheduled to fight anybody because this, remember, this is back in February. Dana liked that idea. He, he, thought, uh, he thought Gaethje versus Conor was a good idea. So he says, okay, I like it. Uh, we'll make it happen for international fight week in july connor said july that's years away no he shut it down saying he doesn't want to wait that long um, and he suggested may as an alternative dana explained to him look july is the earliest that i can get this done because there's already you know there's already shows that are that are finalized with smaller markets for non-pay-per-view cards there's just no way that we can make that fit so dana tells connor that he was offered to be a fill-in for the Brooklyn card, which at that time was scheduled to be Habib versus Tony Ferguson in April. Um, He would have been a fill-in for that card if one of them was to fall out. And Connor's people shut that down immediately saying, no, uh, he's not a fill-in for anyone. And of course, Connor agrees, yes, I'm not a fill-in for anyone. And says that they should make up an event for him in LA at the end of May. So that's the end of the messages. He leaked all these through, again, like I said, the, his, his DMs in Twitter. So the moral of the story, that at least the, that I got from this, is that neither one of them came to an agreement to, to set a date or to fight an, uh, or you know, for him to fight an opponent. They didn't get a date or an opponent. So it seems to me like there's just some diva shit coming from both sides and neither one of them wants to budge. So Dana is keeping his word, as he always does. And he's in the works to finalize a fight between dustin poirier and conor mcgregor now there's no date set but i think it would be great to put this uh this fight as a co-main event for ufc 254 which obviously is um you know habib versus gaichi it makes sense for the division it makes sense for the fans the lightweight division title fight and then obviously right before that would be the number one contender fight on the same night I think that's perfect, but of course, knowing Connor, he's going to go back and say, no, you know, he's going to be the whole, going back to the whole Diva thing. He's going to say, no, you know, I don't want to be a co-main event. I want to be the main event in a pay-per-view card. So that's, if that's the case, then you have to continue to wait because there's already pay-per-view events scheduled all the way through December. So, I mean, let's see, let's see where all this drama leads us in the coming weeks. Either way, look... If they can set up Conor versus Dustin, and then they can actually pull off Manny Pacquiao versus Conor after that, that's a dump truck full of cash for everybody, for Manny, for Conor, for Dustin, for for the UFC, for everyone, for Al Heyman, for everyone. Everyone's making a dump truck full of money if they can pull those two fights off. Crazy if they can do that. So I'm hoping that they do make it. (laughs) I don't care who Conor fights. He's making money if he fights connor or excuse me if connor fights dustin that's an awesome fight they'll make that fight they'll both make tons of money if connor fights manny pacquiao dude that would be so huge so huge they they need to i mean i i know that manny's on board it's just a matter of when and where i really hope they get this done so again like i said if they can get connor to agree to fight dustin as a co-main event at UFC 254, that would be spectacular. I'd be so freaking down for that. And I know most of the fans would love that. But it's just a matter of can Conor agree to be a co-main event again after, you know, being the top UFC star for so long, making all this money and, you know, obviously pay-per-view numbers and all that stuff. We'll see. That's that's really the issue here. And that's that goes back to what we were talking about before about the DMs, that... You can't just throw Conor on any card, which is why Dana was saying, no, the earliest I can do it is July because that's International Fight Week. And that would would give you the July card. You would be the the pay-per-view main event. Um, So that's why this is going to be so difficult to pull off. But let's just hope that they can pull it off. Worst case scenario, um, December 12th is the UFC 255. No, excuse me, 256, UFC 256, and that is um, Amanda Nunes is going to fight Spencer for the featherweight title, you know, for the women's featherweight title. So, I mean, honestly, would they would they put Connor ahead of that for a non-title fight? I don't think so, but it's possible. It, it is possible. I just don't, I don't think that they would ever do that i mean listen anything's possible i've seen them do crazy stuff before but december 12th would be again 256 and that's amanda nunez defending her her featherweight title the champ champ defending her her featherweight title against felicia spencer so i don't know if they can put connor ahead of that and you know bump amanda nunez who's literally the greatest female fighter of all time i don't know if they can bump her to a co-main event when she has a title on the line and connor does not so we'll see what happens like I said, I think the perfect situation is to put him at the co-main event on UFC 254. All the all the dates line up. Um, you know, if he if he really wants the winner of Habib versus Gaethje, then that's perfect because again, he would fight um, Manny Pacquiao, and then you know, because Habib supposedly, if he beats Gaethje, he's going to fight GSP, right? So if that's the case, then there's still one fight between connor and the title so why not fight manny pacquiao and then fight for the title it makes sense it just makes sense he can get two fights in before he fights for a title um anyway let's not forget that you know before all this happens before we get to the most anticipated fight of the year which of course i'm referring to you know habib gaichi on uh october 24th you know since we're still three weeks away from that that means that the ufc is going to give us three fight nights uh, right before that so you have this weekend you got Holly home versus irene aldana next week uh, which is october 10th you have marlon Morais versus cody sanhagen and then two weeks from now um, you have october 17th which is brian ortega versus the korean zombie all good fights all good car uh, excuse me all good main events even though if the even though the cards are kind of subpar uh, the main events are really good and i'm excited for all of them so let me know in the comments who you have winning these main events and also you know i want to know who you think is going to win In these potential fights between conor and dustin and also conor and manny pacquiao who do you think would win those fights let me know in the comments and then um yeah just let me know if you guys like this whole news thing this whole new thing that i got going on with the news let me know if you guys enjoy it if it's worth it if i should keep doing it if not um but that's really that's really all i have for you guys this week if you haven't already please click that subscribe button to stay up to date with all these upcoming episodes and obviously anything else in the channel uh, if you like MMA, UFC, I think uh, this is a good channel to listen to. So be- please hit that subscribe button. Um, if you can, give me a like. If you don't like it, give me a dislike. At least I know what you you th- you know what you feel about it. And if you do like it, if you don't mind, maybe you could share it with your friends and uh, help me grow a little bit. So thank you so much for that. Uh, you can find me on social media. All the links will be in the description below the like button, which you should have already clicked, by the way. <laughs> uh, so thanks again for the support. As always, I am Juan. This is your average fight fan. Stay safe out there. Later.